morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we take a look at the market. You know, I, I decided to do this every Thursday because I feel like I'm the, um, the guy in the lookout tower, right? So this market was created because we had low interest rates, we had no inventory, um, we had a pandemic on our hands, people didn't want to sell. So prices went up, right? Supply goes down, prices go up. Uh, cost of money goes down, prices go up. So, you know, the party is going to keep going until the interest rates decide to adjust, which I'm watching. And inventory goes up when everybody's like, my neighbor got what? Okay, um, I need to put my house on the market, right? So anybody that's thinking of selling in the next two years, you would think they would put their house on the market as soon as possible, right? Now, before the party's over. So this happened in 19, uh, in uh, 2015. And then, you know, interest rates rose a little bit and then all of a sudden everybody put their house on the market. And before we know it, there's 42 houses on the market for every two that's sold. So, you know, that's why I'm doing this every Tuesday. I mean, every Thursday, just keep a check on the market, see if interest rates are really going up, see when the party's over. So I've had the party end on me many times. So, you know, I'm, my antennas are up and you'll hear it Thursday morning uh, from my analysis. So before I get going, I want to say happy birthday to all the Marines out there. Um, you know, I, I don't mention it that much. I was, I'm a Marine and, and uh, I was on the silent drill team back in the day. Oh, that picture up there in the corner, in front of the White House. That was a silent drill team that I was on. And you know, the, um, now that it's their birthday, I'll just talk, take one second. So the main thing about a Marine is everything has to be perfect. Everything. The rifle has to be perfect. Their precision has to be perfect. Their dress has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. And I don't mean perfect. I mean perfect, perfect, right? Because the theory is if you're not perfect and you forget about something, you know, people die. So you really want to, really want to get focused, right? So the one thing about the Marines is once you're a Marine, always a Marine is what they say. And that's why you'll see videos of guys, you know, um, walking into a 7-Eleven and a guy's robbed, you know, walks in with a gun and the guy grabs a gun and starts beating the heck out of him. So, you know, uh, Marines take it that it's a lifelong uh, duty. Um, everything you do uh, is the Marine Corps ingrained in, which is awesome for our country. So we coach football and that team that, you know, wins whatever they win, you know, that's a lot. The, the basis of that is the Marine Corps perfection of what you do, right? So, uh, you know, that, that kind of goes, and, and the only thing I I'm really think twice about is they have Veterans Day right after uh, our birthday, Marine Corps birthday. Well, we need at least a day or two to, you know, get over what happened yesterday. So I don't know why they don't have Veterans Day on Monday and make it easy on us, give us a whole weekend. I mean, for God's sakes, Colby Smith takes a whole month for his birthday. I mean, at least give us a weekend, all right? So let's get back to work and let's find out what's going on in the market today. Um, Let's start by, you know, is the inventory up? You know, what, you know, how do we, how do we know whether we are, you know, whether we're in a good market or a bad market or whether it's turning? Well, you know, we always look, always look to how many homes are on the market and how many homes are under contract. So if 60% of the homes are under contract, we're in a seller's market. And really just people that have overpriced their house or haven't fixed up their house um, or homes that don't deserve, I mean, that's that 30 or 40%. But if a home is well-priced, put on the market, marketed correctly, um, you know, it's, it's going to be under contract. So 
So let's take a quick look around at the, the market real that, right now and see, you know, around the Northern Virginia area, around the Northern Virginia area, um, uh, you know, how are the markets doing? So let's take a look at the homes under contract. So we're going to start in Arlington. We're going to work our way all the way out to Leesburg. Um, and we're going to, we're going to look at, um, you know, Arlington right now is about that 56 range and the three, uh, the blue, the green and the yellow you see are basically the starter homes, the smaller price homes, the medium price homes and the luxury homes. So, you know, the luxury home market is about 48, but everybody else is 56. So good solid market, not really crushing it, but a good solid market. McLean, you know, 78% of the homes in the starter category are under contract only because there's not that many of them. And then as you look, the luxury homes, which is 1.5 plus, that market only has 38% under contract. So they're, they are teetering on a buyer's market, right? So why is that? I mean, why? I mean, look at, look at um, you know, Vienna. Is it 49%? Reston, all of their homes are under contract. Um, Herndon, all their luxury homes are under contract. So Centerville, why is that? Well, it's always like that. I mean, um, you know, for some reason, you know, they like to overprice homes, whether it's the sellers requiring it or the agents uh, acquiescing to it. They overprice. In fact, in this category, 50% of the homes last year or last month sold and 50% of the homes withdrew unsold. So to be in a market, as you can see right now, where most of the luxury markets are in the 60 plus range, I mean, 78 in Herndon and, and uh, Oak Hill, um, Centerville's at 77%. You know, there's, you know, in my opinion, there's no excuse for, you know, overpricing a house and not having it sell and having it withdraw in a market like this. We're in a really, really, really healthy market. The farther out you go, the more healthier it becomes. Um, you know, when you get out here to Ashburn and Haymarket and Leesburg. So yes, we've had a migration more than normal because, you know, some people want to live close, closer to DC because it's an urban feel, it's that cosmopolitan feel. But some of them are there because they're tethered to their workplace. They only want to, they only want to go 15, 20 minutes to get to their job. They don't want to go out here and, and spend 45 minutes going to their job every day. Well, you know, now everybody's uh, telecommuting, everybody's working from home. So you're seeing more of a migration out here and that's to the bigger houses. I mean, if somebody's gonna, you, this is Arlington money out here. This is, this is Arlington and DC money and um, not necessarily um, out of state or out of, you know, out of the state money, but I'm talking about it is migration from Arlington, Alexandria and DC Falls Church out. They're getting, you know, good schools. They're getting bigger houses, uh, more room to open up, more yard for dogs or whatever. So, you know, they're making that move because half of the reason they live in Arlington is no longer a factor. Being close to my office is no longer a factor. I'd rather have a bigger house than being close to my office because I work from home. So there you go. So there you have the natural migration. Now, this is nothing really new. I mean, my parents migrated from Arlington to Vienna. Most people in Vienna migrated here from Arlington. They're still migrating from Arlington to Vienna. Um, you know, and it's not just the telecommute. It is, they need more space for their family. 
They need an environment. They need schools. They need security and safety for their family. So that's why some of them are, you know, kind of moving out a little bit. But I guess the bottom line is this shows, right? This shows that the market is stable as can be, except for a few pockets that you got to watch out for. It is really stable as can be. And this is inexcusable too, this 49% of the homes under contract. In this market, check this, check this. In that market that I just pulled up right here, we had uh, 75 people come and see a house in that market, 75 and 10 contracts. So how can only 50% of them be under contract if there's 75 people walking through a house and 10 people writing contracts, why aren't they buying the other houses? Well, that's because they're overpriced or they're not conditioned correctly. Um, you know, so, you know, I can't answer for a lot of why these people aren't selling, but they should be selling. They should be under contract. There's no excuse for it. And I'll, I'll give you one example of why we went to a home in Oakton It's $2 million. Um, you know, you can't go over $2 million. You cannot go over $2 million. An agent walks in and says, it's worth 2.25 million. So uh, with no validation whatsoever. And so they go with the person at 2.25 million. Well, what's gonna happen is that's one of those 50% that aren't gonna sell. That's one of the 50% that withdraw and sold. And then when you come back out, now you're coming at 2 million, but now you're damaged property. And now you're gonna go get about 1.9. Now, if you go off at 2 million, like we proved on Rose Creek, if you get under that major threshold, get people bidding on it, we had people bidding on a $2 million house, went up to 2.15 million. So, you know, the proper thing to do is get them to bid it up, not, not do, do that downward death spiral. So that's the strategy that worked and that does work. So let's look at the inventory. And this is really important. So the inventory of homes that have come on the market from January 1 to November 10th. In Arlington, they're up 15%, which may ex explain a little bit of the softness of that market, a little bit. Fairfax is right where they've been for the last three years. So what I did was I went 2018 to 2021. What's the average homes that came on the market in that time period? Compare that to the 2021 inventory. All right, so we are right flat. We are exactly what we've done for the act for the uh, last three years, that's Fairfax. Prince William is up about 6% and Loudoun County is exactly where they were for their three-year average. So slight inventory here, but you can tell, you know, this is why I'm sensitive to this because well, one region is, is up 15% and the other is flat. Well, so you can't say, how's the market, right? Well, it might be a little softer up there because they have more inventory that may explain why more houses are on the market up there, but you know, Again, this is a big inventory. So let's go back to that real quick. Um, you know, the pricing strategy where the uh, person went over the $2 million mark and is gonna list at 2.25, which is crazy. This is the strategy that really works. So this is the listing inventory. These are the top 20, uh, top 35 listings we've had this year. So what you're looking at is here's the towns that they're in and here's their assessment and here's the list price and here's the close price, right? So you can see that that close price is a lot more than the list price. But the most important thing, the thing that we measure this on 
is if the rest of the market is selling at 21% of their assessment and these guys are selling above 121%, then I call that a premium. So this house sold at 155%, which is a huge premium over what the market is getting. So if you look at the premiums that these people are getting on their homes, they average $115,000. So of these 35 listings that chose the correct pricing strategy, which is just take our recommendation, they were rewarded on average $115,000. So again, the strategy that we talk about is you know, know your value, and I'm I'm going out today to um, let me let me kill this for you. So we're going out today to a house that um, I priced in August. It was eight hundred thousand dollar house, seven eighty five. Right now it's nine hundred thousand dollars. That's what it's for. Now the home, the people that got that nine hundred thousand asked eight fifty. So you can't come out and say, hey, I'm worth nine hundred, maybe nine twenty five. So I'm going to ask nine hundred. Well. Everybody at to, in order to get that 950, they or in order to get that 900, they didn't ask 900. They asked 850, and they let people bid it up to 900. So the strategy that you have, this you know, price it under a major threshold thing. Um, that's that's just what does it. So um, you know, one other example of that. So in Arlington, we put a house on the market. Their friends had a house on the market, really nice house, maybe a little better than ours, but then they had a basement and we did not. So they put it on for a million fifty. They went over that million dollar threshold, which is, is kind of tough. So they went to a million fifty, they got 1.1. Um, you know, we kept it under a million. And although we were assessed for less than them and we were smaller than they were, and we did not have a basement, we got $67,000 more than they got. So, you know, my guess is that the premium for doing it that way, doing it correctly and not incorrectly is a hundred thousand bucks, which is about average. So, so the pricing strategy made that seller and don't get me wrong. Yes. They're anxious that, well, we're really hoping for more than a million dollars. And it's like, relax, just relax. Okay. We're getting more than a million bucks. So, you know, through pricing strategy, through the marketing of getting everybody in the front door, through the contract negotiations of highest and best versus escalation clause. You know, they're walking with $67,000 more than their neighbor. And yet we don't have a basement and they do. They're bigger and we're not. They're assessed more and we're not. So, you know, that's, um, that's the strategy, all right? So part of the strategy, let's talk about marketing for a second. Today's show that we're talking about is where are the buyers coming from? I mean, are these crazy prices because they're coming from the West Coast? Give me a break, you know? Where are these people coming from? So that's the important question, right? So important that when you bring in a contract in one of our listings, we need to know where your buyers are coming from because we plot. Do we have local buyers? Are they moving up? Are they moving from Leesburg into town, you know, in, inward? Are they, are they migrating from DC, Arlington? Are they coming from out of the state? Are they coming from the West Coast? And what you'll find is 
everything is a um, everything is a migration, but you really need to know. So let's take the Arlington House. Where do they come from? Well, two doctors from Seattle, right? So two young doctors from Seattle come to town and bid way over everybody else, right? Well, because in Seattle, that house is not worth a million one sixty-seven. It's worth one point five million, one point six million. So they see this as a um, cheap house, 2,000 square feet. They see it as cheap. People that are local in Arlington, when Morgan was doing the open house, one of the neighbors walked in and said, what are you asking for this house? And Morgan said, a million dollars. And she grabbed her belly and started, oh, this is not worth a million dollars. She's in the middle of an open house, local. She's yelling at Morgan, this is not worth a million dollars, da-da-da-da-da, Morgan, you know, she, uh, you know, said that's enough, be nice to her, but, you know, this is, good night, interested, you know, please. So, um, Seattle people are looking at it going, one point, one point, one million, geez. Once they walked in the door, they realized they, that's a 1.6 million out in Seattle. Well, we'll give you, what does it take to get this house? So... The same thing happened in Vienna where we had an LA buyer go out and put in 150,000 bid, $150,000 bid over uh, the other buyers that were coming from in town in Arlington on a house. So, you know, so how do we find them? I mean, we know they're migrating. We know the big money or the number one dollars is coming from Arlington, DC, Alexandria and the West Coast. So that's where the money's coming in from. How do we find them? Well, here's the, here's the million dollar question. They're not looking where your house is. If I'm in Herndon, they're not looking at Herndon. They're looking at Oakton and Vienna. If I'm in Vienna, they're looking at Arlington and Falls Church or, or, or Arlington, right? So um, if I'm in Arlington, they're, they're coming in from out of town, young couples coming in from out of town, they're looking in DC, maybe security is an issue Maybe they can't get the house they're looking for, but for whatever reason, they can't find it in DC, but if they just come across the river, they can find it in Arlington. So, so the places that we find these buyers is not in the area that we're at, right? So not exclusively. If somebody's looking, let's pick a town like Vienna. If somebody's looking in Vienna, right? There's 284 stored searches. I know they're looking in Vienna. They have realtors, they've hired them, they're pre-qualified, they're waiting for the house to come on the market. So that market is locked down. We don't have to worry about that. Who you have to worry about is the buyers that are in McLean and, and Arlington and Falls Church um, trying to find a house out there. And what you gotta do is when they go to Zillow and they're looking for a house in McLean for $1.6 million, then our system is gonna feed our ad to their Wall Street Journal feed. We need to bring them to Vienna. Some of the, the person that bought in um, Oakton, he wasn't looking at Oakton. He was looking at McLean. Yeah, he spent $2 million plus in, in, um, in Oakton, but he was looking in McLean and we found him and we delivered the ad to him. Um, the 1.6 million on uh, Stryker, he was, he was looking at McLean in Arlington. He wasn't looking in Vienna. He didn't know where Vienna was until he saw it in his Wall Street Journal feed, and then he decided to come to Vienna. So, so it's important that we not only know where our buyers are coming from, right? 
and and who has the who's offering the most money to our sellers because our job is to bring in money for our sellers, right? Trying to get 115,000 over the market average. So so we go out and we find these buyers that are looking for these houses in other areas and they could be coming from anywhere. England, um, you know, any place overseas, United Arab Emirate, um, Chicago, you know, wherever they are, they're looking in here. So we know who they are. We don't, we don't have to guess. I know, we know who's looking in McLean by their mere searches. I'm telling you, man, the algorithms are pretty damn, pretty good. The high tech stuff is pretty good. That's why you don't put an ad in the newspaper. You track whoever's looking at those houses and get our ad in their, in their newsfeed, get our ad in their Facebook, get our ad in their, you know, whatever in their wall street journal feeds. One guy says it was a miracle. I mean, he didn't say it was God's way, but he said something like it was just a miracle that that just showed up. It's like, that wasn't a miracle, dude. Nothing to do with a miracle. That had to do with you were looking at McLean. We knew you were looking at McLean. We put the ad on your Facebook or your wall street journal feed and we knew it. So it's not an accident. This stuff, this 115,000 bucks, uh, $115,000 a deal is not an accident. Highest and best offers. Highest and best offers come, you know, when you ask that, they come fifty to hundred thousand dollars over the next closest offer. We know who they are. They know where they're coming from. We know it doesn't mean that much to them that money. So, you know, we know that they're willing to go high because from where they're coming from, this is pretty relatively inexpensive. So, um, you know, that's the trick. Where are your buyers coming from? Is based on where are they looking, and then bring them into town. And that's the secret. And when you get enough people in because you price it under the right threshold, now you've got 45, you know, and let me tell you something. Hey, I could do this the easy way. We could cert, my team could certainly do it the easy way. Do you think Morgan wanted to answer 85 agents calling her up over the weekend? 85. You think she wanted to deal with 75 showings or deal with 10 contracts or deal with all these agents and all the anxiety. All I had to do was recommend that they list at a million 50 and that would chop off, you know, 80% of that traffic would have been gone. But the, but the winning bidder was looking under a million dollars and they have spent in 1.167. So, so again, what I'm saying is the easy thing to do for the realtor. Now think about this. Guy walks in and tells the seller, hey, 2.25 million. You get the listing. There's no other way you can get a listing if we've done six times more business and our average group is making $115,000 more than the average market. The only way you're going to get that listing is by talking about, I can, I'm going to convince the seller that the house is worth 250000 more than it's worth. And the seller is more than willing to agree to that. Hey, that's awesome. Let's do it. Don't fall for that. If you're a seller, don't fall for it. Because it sits on the market for six months. It's coming off. There's no way that house is selling for 2.2. Two There's no way it's selling for 2.25. There's no way it's selling for 2.1. There's no way it's selling for 2 million if you put up that high. So, so don't fall for that. As we start getting in, if you're a seller, don't fall for that. The one person that wants to tell you how much that house is worth, well, what's their track record? 
I mean, how, how are you guys doing? Let me show me all your records. Show me your records. You know, the good thing about a realtor is finding a realtor is every, every house we list that we promise a seller, this is what we're going to do. It's in the MLS. And when I list it, it has days on market. It has the list price as the sales price. It has the status. Did they all sell? Did some withdraw? Were they expired? Were they canceled? Or did you successfully sell the house in the proper amount of time for a proper price and the proper profit? Okay. The proper premium is what I would call it. The premium is the amount of money you receive over the average assessment. So if the average assessment is 121% and you get 130%, you have a 9% profit on that sale. You exceeded the average. Okay. So, um, you know, and again, everything we do is documented. You, you know, you ask the agent, I need to see your track record. And then I'll believe you. All right. So, so that's, that's the key for today's show. We have um, sellers markets literally everywhere. Um, you, as long as you have pricing strategy, you're still getting 40, 50 people coming through your house. You're still getting seven to eight contracts. You're still getting a premium of 115,000 or less price, right? As long as we do it correctly. Um, so that's the market share. Where do buyers come from? They migrate east to west. They are coming out now a little bit more because of the pandemic. They can, they're no longer tethered, but I will tell you, and, and, and here's another really important thing to understand about where your buyers are coming from. Grandparents follow the kids. So grandparents want to be around their family and around their grandkids. So if they're going to retire or they can work, you know, through Zoom, right? They can telecommute. They're going to Denver or they're going to Percival or they're going to Florida or they're going to South Carolina. They're going where their kids are because they want to be around their grandkids. How much years do we have around? Oh, come on, man. You know, I want to be around my grandkids. I want to see them grow up. So luckily all ours are here in town. But so how do you get those people? Well, good question. When we list a house, right? We send it out to all the people that rent in that area. All right. Because those are our natural buyers. I want to rent to own. Now I want to keep my kids in the school district. So now I'm going to buy. Right. So that's a very fertile ground for where our buyers are coming from. They're renting within a three mile radius in this school district, right? So everybody gets a card, but so do the people that live there, right? Because if they get a card saying just, you know, coming soon, they're gonna think this would be perfect for my parents. Now, that's, if it's the wife's parents, she's thinking it's perfect for the parents. If it's the husband, he's like, ain't perfect for her parents, right? But it's gonna get, go to the house, you know, they're going to look at it. Somebody, either the husband or wife, are going to say, this would be perfect for my parents, right? We don't want any, everyone loves Raymond incidents where they move across the street, but, right? So, so that is a trigger, what we would call a trigger for people buying in some area, specific area is that's where the kids live. That's where the grandbabies are. So, yes, we sprinkle the infield, um, Closest 300 houses, all get the cards. So look for grandparents. But most importantly, 
you know, the, the technology and the algorithms of the marketing today identifies people that are looking in certain regions. That's what we do. That's the secret sauce, folks. Secret sauce is somebody's looking at McLean, dragging to Vienna. Somebody's looking in Vienna, dragging to Oakton. Somebody's looking at Oakton, dragging to Herndon. Somebody's looking at Herndon, dragging to Percival. That's the deal. Migration east to west, right? They can't find what they want. They're looking, they're looking, they're looking. So what they got to do is they say, well, maybe let's go out a little farther and maybe we'll be able to have more competitive bids. All right, 1128, I'm taking the next two minutes off, celebrate a little bit more of the Marine Corps birthday. You're listening to Coffee with Casey. My name is Casey Sampson. I'm CEO of the Casey Sampson team. And um, you can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or um, 703-508-2535. Now, I am telling people, text me your address and I'll do a pricing model for you because the, the pricing models when you put your address in are just wrong. The, sometimes they're off by $200,000, right? So text me your address, but not if you're a realtor. I don't want to do realtors homework for them, pricing their houses for them. If you're a seller and you're you know, not a seller, but if, you, if you're a homeowner and you'd like to know what your house is worth, please text it to 703-508-2535. And I'd be happy to help you put a, a true value, what your house is really worth. Um, I'd be happy to send that to you, but, but please no. No inquiries from the realtors because I can't, I'm not going to do their homework for them. All right. Thanks, guys. Join me again next week on Coffee with Casey. Thursdays at 11 o'clock. We'll see you next week. Bye now.